Hello and welcome back to Rogue Opinions with me, Reece Saunders. I am back. Nathan could fuck off. Scott could fuck off too. The king of hosting is back. Um, I'm here for another ranking edition of Rank Bank. And joining me are the two rankers today, Carl Pierce. Hello. And making his debut, I have promised, I've been promised this man's pop, uh, podcasting cherry for years. It is Anthony Fitzpatrick. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Not bad, mate. Not bad at all. No, welcome. Anthony, <laughs> I also, Anthony did part of Rookie Pete since the start, but he was doing like, um, articles and everything like that. And for years, I have pestered him. I have asked him. I have begged him. And finally, finally, I have him. And Carl is in the corner watching this uh, this cherry being popped tonight. Carl, unfortunately, your Bluetooth didn't turn up, did it? <laughs> no, no. But, you know, if you get me turned on enough, I'll, I'll be able to join in for perhaps a blowy or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. We can't do that, Carl. This is a... Let's do a video podcast. That's the only reason why. I'll only do a video podcast, Carl. <laughs> But, you know, no, I've got to, I've got to get, I've got to get me only fans subscribers up somehow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, boys, how have we been though, Carl? How have you been? Yeah, I've been really good. I've had the week off work, so I've just been chilling, watching the tennis because I love me tennis. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Good, good, good. Uh, and to me as well, how have you been? Yeah, not bad. Just working and obviously, kids. Yeah, yes. Busy, busy. Because you have 400 children, don't you? Well, last time I checked, I was pretty sure it was 400 of them. Was. <laughs> Where's the one my unborn child? <laughs> Imagine. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to wait, uh, wait until until he or she's born. Or she's born. Sorry. Oh, uh, if she comes out with an older shirt, I know who it is. <laughs> and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, but no, uh, we are here, obviously, to rank stuff. We are the rankers tonight. Um, and we are ranking Formula One world champions. Of course, a sport that all three of us love. Um, obviously, we, we talk about it quite a lot. Uh, we've got a little group chat. We talk about Formula One. And, um, you know, we, we needed some... Uh, we need to do this some civilised people, you know, we don't want the riffraff of Nathan, we don't want the, the riffraff of Scott as well, you know, those two just with their negative energy and their constant whinging and moaning and bitching. And, you know, I, I heard what Nathan said as well, but regarding myself and the Disney Princess Castle, I just want to say the agreement that we've came to, me and Disney, uh, I'm not allowed to do what he said I did in the Disney Castle. However, I'm allowed to do it in the Star Wars experience. So yeah, that, that that's the group we came to. <laughs> and also these are things are the best so Nathan can fuck off. <laughs> Last time we did a pod on Formula One, Nathan said what are you talking about? Vroom vroom cars. <laughs> yeah, then, no, then Nathan asked to join the F1 group so we can learn about Formula One and then decided to be a tit, so we kicked him out immediately. Yeah. Don't don't they do refueling anymore? Yeah. His favourite driver was like Hans Hyde. Oh, no, not fucking Frenson, that was his name. Cole, his yeah. name is. Frenson, that was his favourite driver of all time. Um, so we kicked him out for that. But no, well, obviously, I'm glad to be doing this with you guys. The uh, 
the F1 World Champions. It's something I want to do for a while. But so we have our categories. We have uh, goated, good, meh, and in the bin. They're the, they're the categories. We also have a do-over. So we, if uh, we feel strongly about the positioning of one of the, the drivers in the list, we can elect to move them and the other two can't say anything. So we have one of those and that will be done at the end, sorry, of the podcast. Um, so, right. boys, are you ready to get uh, cracking with the ranking? Yeah. Yeah, fire away, mate. Right, cool. Then. So we start in 1950, the very first Formula One season, uh, won by Giuseppe Farina. Uh, he was in an Alfa Romeo uh, he basically in that time was only seven races. He won uh, in the seventh race. Um, he's 44 as well when he first won it. Um, where do we rank the very first Formula One world champion? Carl, I'll come to you first. Uh, well, I don't know much about this chappy, but um, I don't. You, you, I don't think you can put him in goated. But you know, the cars they were driving were basically death traps on wheels so i think you've got to put them at least good uh, uh, Anthony. to be fair i had him in the meth category because to be fair he didn't race for he only raced for a couple of i think about three or four seasons but obviously he's the first he's, he's the first world champion so you, you couldn't really put him in the bin so i've just gone with with mare on that one oh i like that i like that because you look at he's the first he's basically genesis you know, being the very first Formula One world champion, but the fact he just uh, he won the one and then didn't really do bugger all afterwards. Um, I'm tempted to agree with with Anthony with Meh, just for the fact is that a I never saw him race and b he didn't really do anything afterwards, but he does have a very big importance on the sport being the very first champion. Yeah. So I'd I'd, I'd, I'd be inclined, if I, if it was if he wasn't the very first champion I'd be trying to go Meh. But I'd, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll go with you, Carl. I'll go with good for Giuseppe Farina. Right, we are then. Giuseppe Farina is in good. Now we come to the very first superstar of Formula One. And of course, uh, Juan Manuel Fangio, world champion in 1951, 54, 55, 56 and 57. Uh, he won it in an Alfa Romeo. Uh, he won the um, 1954 World Championship with two different uh, manufacturers, with Maserati and Mercedes. Uh, went with Mercedes again in 55, Ferrari in 56, and Maserati again in 57. Um, I don't think that he can be in anywhere but goaded. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, definitely 100%. Five. Yeah, I mean, look, <clears> the very first World yeah. Championship record that's yeah, to what, 2002? I mean, only, yeah, two, yeah. only two other drivers have won it five times or more, and he won it in multiple, uh, you know, multiple cars, and um, yeah, first multiple champion of his time. So I think you've got to put him in goated, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be. So, of course, Fangio in goated. Uh, we then go back to 1952 with uh, Alberto Ascari. Uh, he won it back-to-back years in 1952 and 53, the very first back-to-back world champion. Uh, won it with Ferrari. Uh, very dominant. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, he won it in with sixth race of the season and the eighth race of the season. Obviously, there's only eight and nine respect of those seasons, but, you know, still won it with the races to spare. Um, Ascari is a weird one as well. I, I, I go good for uh, Alberto Ascari. 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it is a you know it is a name that carries a lot of weight and legacy. Um, there's no mean feat winning championships back to back. Um, so yeah, perhaps not quite goated, but definitely above Mare. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'd say good. Yeah. Um, obviously his legacy as well. He's got a chicane named after him at Monza, so yeah, you you don't get that from obviously be, being a shark driver, do you? So and obviously with two world championship wins, then yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say good on that one. To be to be fair, I think I think um, in I think in 1952 he won like every race that he competed in. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with good. Good on that one. No, we do. Yeah, no, I I just looking at that. He yeah, it was a hundred percent races he won. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he's got to be good, and also as well, he's got uh, I'm pretty sure the the British car company of Scarry is named after him as well. So you know, his legacy still lives on, yeah. uh, with that as well. Uh, we move on to the very first British world champion. Um, I, I generally always thought it was Graham Hill, not uh, Mike Hawthorne. He won it in 1958, uh, with Ferrari. He at that point was the youngest world champion, he was 29 when he won it. Uh, he did win it on the last race of the season, uh, 11 out of 11. But surprisingly, only won one race in his title-winning uh, campaign. Um, I I feel really bad for this, but because I obviously didn't know about it, and I've got to put him in the bin. I I don't know if I go to the bin, but definitely no higher than that because okay. I. I, I I, as you just said, I, I've not really heard of the name before now, I've got to admit. So, I'd, I'd, prob- I'd probably, yeah, to be fair, I was leaning towards forgettable, really, because, um, like you said, I thought it was, um, like, like yourself, I thought it was Graham Hill, to be fair, the first UK first world champion, but I think it was one of them where I always thought he was kind of like living in still in my shadow, even though. Still, Moss was never actually a world champion, um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd probably be leaning towards forgettable and uh, well, it well in the bin because um, I think he only had like three career wins, but yeah, he was a he was weird because he was a world champion, only three wins, also three career wins. I forgot about forgettable. Yeah, forgettable is a category. Sorry, it was before after met it's forgettable. So yeah, no, I I go with forgettable. Yeah, in fact, if we did yeah. forget about. So yeah, no, we 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 did forget about uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Hawthorne. Of course, let, let's not disparage his legacy, former world champion, more than we will ever be. So uh, yeah, yeah fair. Um, we now move on to uh, the first Australian to win the world title. Of course, uh, Jack Brabham. Uh, he is a three-time world champion. Won it in 1959, 1960, and then won it in 1966. Uh, um, he won his first two with Cooper. And then in 66 was the first man to win a world title using his own car and his own team with Brabham. Um, I, I like Jack Brabham. Obviously, watching like the, the documentaries of the olden days about Jackie Stewart and Jim Clark and all that, I really do like Jack Brabham. And, you know, his team went on for... He was still competing well after his his retirement and also death as well, um, sadly. And also, was he his son of Formula 1 more dro- uh, driver as well? Ooh, it, I can't remember, called, to be honest. Is he called Brabham? I'm not too sure on that one. I think, well, if I could just have a quick look at Jack Brabham. Uh, uh, it says nothing about your son, so I'm talking about my ass. But, you know, 14 wins, uh, you know, that's a good return. And three-time world champion, he's got to be great. I'll go great. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd happily go with that. Yeah, I'd go with that. 
yeah, I'd probably go 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 through that one as well. Um, yeah, I think it's quite integral as bringing like a the Australian GP to Australia as well. I think that I think it, I think when it were I think it was first held in Adelaide, I think it was like eighty five or eighty six. I think it was fairly integral of F one over to Australia. Yeah, I mean, you, you also look at it as well. His his cars were, you know, his cars were very good as well. But then you got to think about it. He's very his cars were innovative as well, or innovative, sorry, I should say, with the fan car. So his legacy with that with the ah, fan right, car, yeah. well, it's one and only race. So yeah, it it, it it was seen as oh, it's really good. It wins his first race by a long margin, and then they just went, no, 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 you can't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I imagine Enzo Ferrari had a bit of a hissy fit. <laughs> Not that Enzo Ferrari ever did have a hissy fit, but you know that, that that's by and by. But then we move on to the 1961 World Champion, uh, the first American to win the uh, the World Championship, uh, Mr. Phil Hill, who won it in a Ferrari. Um, Carl, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm probably going to have to say forgettable for this one. It's not a name that I really hear very often. So he hasn't really left as much of a legacy compared to a lot of other drivers. So, um, yeah, I'd probably go for forgettable on this one. Anthony? Yeah, I'm the same forgettable. To be fair, when I saw the name Phil Hill, I thought it was related to Graham Hill. Like, I thought it was like, British. I didn't realise it was American, to be fair. <laughs> I I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I I thought Phil Hill was British. I never thought he was an American until obviously researching this list uh, that we yeah. did. But no, uh, yeah, no, Phil Hill is an American. Uh, I think as it stands, the one and only American to win the, the Formula One world title as well. Um, I'm shocked that F1 really hasn't caught on with the American audience. I mean, you know, obviously they've got the, the two Grand Prix that they have, and also they get the third one in Las Vegas. Yeah. But it just still doesn't look like it's hit off. They try so hard, don't they? They have all this razzmatazz and extra bits and bobs when they go to the um, American F- F1s, and it, it still doesn't generate any more interest. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, really, because, yeah, like, yeah, for me, it's a weird one because, like, they like just the NASCAR and the going round and round in circles. I don't really, not it's not something I've ever got as a sport, NASCAR. Oh, they'll, they'll always be in their little bubble with their sports, aren't they, America? Yeah. They're true. very good. They're very good at making dreary sports very good. I mean, you look at it, um, baseball is rounders. Mm. And it's a huge thing over uh, a huge thing over there here. It just no one cares. And then you've got basketball, which is just netball with running. And it's, again, <laughs> yeah. a massive thing over there. here. I, I just don't think Americans can... I, I can uh, have. I what's the word I'm looking for? Are intelligent enough to um, enjoy Formula One? I mean, you know, NASCAR's very easy, just round and round in a circle. Whereas Formula One, there is left turns and right turns. I think turning right scares Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, probably in the south, thinking if I turn right, I'm gonna like you know be gay or something like that because you know you know the South <laughs> America stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Americans. I don't think I've ever said that enough. Um, <laughs> I do. Let's move on before I say more mean things about the Americans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we now go to Graham Hill, uh, of course, champion in 1962 and 1968. The only man in um, motorsport history to do the um, the three 
major wins. He's done uh, Le Mans, Monaco, and uh, Indy 500. He's the only man to do it. Other people have won two. Um, of course, Fernando Alonso is probably the most famous one who's tried to do it. Um, do you, I think like Nico Hul- is it Nico Hulkenberg done it as well or something like that? He's won. He's won two or something like that. But um, yeah, so Graham Hill um, won it with BRM in 1962, 62, sorry, and Lotus in 1968. Um, where do we rank Graham Hill? Uh, Anthony, I'll come to you first. I'd probably go with, with uh, probably at the bottom of good, to be fair. Um, I know he won, obviously, two world titles, and he's, like you said, he's won the Le Mans in 500 and Monaco. But yeah, I don't really know too much about him, apart, apart from having a, like a really famous driving son, um, I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably stick him at the bottom of good, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to put him in good. I'd probably stick him more in the middle than at the bottom. I, as you say, I think he had a pretty decent career, to be fair. So winning, winning two and doing the Monza and all that was, you know, pretty, um, pretty tidy accomplishments, to be fair to him. But then he did give us Damon Hill, which puts him very low down. Because Damon Hill is the most boring, nauseating man I've ever seen cover Formula One, honestly. When he comes on the screen, I'm like, he's going, oh, kill me. Kill me. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, listen to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now one who used to wear in. What's she called? Oh God, no, she's dying. No, 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 she's woeful. Oh, what, are you about the woman who does the? Um, yeah. She, they get her to do like trackside analysis she, she, and she, like that. Oh, no, that's she just not. That's not get Reese involved with women in sport because we'll get we'll be cancelled and all sorts. <laughs> look, look! If I speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I will say this though, she is a nose when she speaks, mate. I mean, you know, I I, look, I, mean, I really like Susie Wolf. Susie Wolf and covering Formula, I really like it. Uh, Claire Williams, when they got her to do one as well, really good, really knowledgeable. But this woman, they get her to do, like, they ask her, oh, uh, you know, it's a really good lap time by Max Verstappen. Can you break the lap down for us? So he's done really well in the first corner. Uh, you're looking at how he plants the car. And they go, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what she brings to it. It feels like one of these, we've got to get the, we've got to have more women on the program, kind of devices, more than anything else. Carl said it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm all all women, you know, doing coverage of sport, but you know, don't just shoehorn the men for the sake of it. Yeah, and also just keep any of Luca away from coverage sports. To be fair, took the words out of my mouth, out of my mouth then, Derry. So I was just about to mention her. <laughs> uh, I remember when you said to uh, the uh, you said to the group chat about uh, what Paddy Kenny and Eddie and Luco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant! Like he proper rattled her for literally nothing. He did nothing. No, all he all he said was something like on his podcast or something like that. And then she just went. I think it was like. Oh, at, at least 10, 11 messages she sent it. 
and he just kept laughing about it. But I'm putting something. I'm gonna just put this on the the other shoe for a second. Imagine if he did that to her. Though. Yeah, yeah, be a different story. It would be. It'd, it'd have been cancelled. He would have. He would have. But let 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 let's let's journey away from Reese's tyrants about uh, tirades about women in sport. Because <laughs> <laughs> we move on to. Um, a driver that I really wish I got to see drive live, uh, Mr. Jim Clark, uh, Formula mm. One World Champion in 1963 and 1965. At that point, when he won it in 63, he was the youngest world champion, uh, won both his titles with Lotus. Um, I first became aware of Jim Clark because of my granddad. My granddad's a big Formula One fan, probably got me into Formula One. And uh, he used to tell me, he told me the best driver he ever saw was Jim Clark. And then I watched, if you've got a chance to watch it, watch Top, uh, no, the Grand Tour um, film about Jim Clark. It's it's brilliant. And uh, they really do him justice. But Jim Clark, got to be goated. Has to be goated. Uh, Anthony, what, what do you feel? Yeah, I'm literally, yeah. To be fair, he's the hill. I, was, I thought I might have to put this sit on because um, for, for me, he's... he's yeah, he's one of the yeah, easily goated like like yourself. Um, my granddad was a massive F1 fan, and he he said he was Scottish. My dad's granddad's Scottish as well. And yeah, he used to rave on about Jimmy Clark, saying he was the best best driver he'd ever seen. He was winning races by laps, and, <clears throat> and like it was it was all about him. It was about the car. After the years he won the his world titles, like his his teammates had two or three points, whereas he had like wins about 50, 55, 56 points. So yeah, he just. Literally put his teammates to shame. So I'd, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely go to on that one. Carl? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm aware of Jim Clark. I don't quite have the knowledge as uh, Eper do, perhaps because uh, my grandparents were never into Formula One. But um, yeah, um, you convinced me. Go. It sounds about right. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at it. Colin Chapman said that this because obviously. In these days, Formula One drivers died. Like, of course, Jim Clark did die, not in the Formula One race, but he died in a GP2 race at Hockenheim. And uh, Colin Chapman said that Jim Clark's death was the one that hurt him the most. Because I genuinely do believe if Jim Clark was, he did live, I, I, I think he probably would have set the benchmark and the record. I, I, he was that good. Or, or as I said, just. Just watch the documentary, or not the documentary, the film on, by the Richard Hammond on the Grand Tour about him, and you'll see just how good he is. He was just, oh, he was, he was amazing. Um, but then we, we move on to uh, um, 1967's world champion, Denny Hall. Of course, uh, he is the first driver from New Zealand uh, to win the Formula One world title when he, with Brabham. Um, uh, Anthony, where would you put Denny Hall? Um, I don't really know much about him to be fair. So I'd, if I'm going to be honest, I'd probably stick him in stick him in forgettable. Um, the only thing I know about him, he was obviously New Zealand's only world champion. So yeah, he's not. Did he win it in the Brabham? Um, is that right? He did win it in the Brabham. Yeah, he, yeah. he did win it in the Brabham. Yeah, so I'd probably go towards putting him in either in the bin or forgettable. Yeah. Oh, Carl. Uh, I'd have to agree with Anthony. I don't. I, don't, I think there's someone that's actually pretty poor for me to put them in the bin, considering you know how dangerous and everything F1 is. I think that's very harsh, but it's not a name I hear very often, so uh, I'd have to say forgettable. 
Yeah, I'd lean more towards forgettable. I mean, I've just looked at, you know, his, his stats when he won it. He had no pole positions uh, when he won it. He, he only won two races uh, out of 11, and he won it on the, the last day. Uh, um, so it shows how close it was. But, you know, with the first time he's a world champion, but, yeah, no, I'd go lower end of forgettable. So that's, that summit you couldn't possibly do these days with the point system. There's no way you could win the world championship by only winning two races. It's just so the point. Obviously, the point system's must have been a lot closer in them days. I think it was ten points for a win, and it was eight, six. Well, I think only the top six got points as well. I mean, that was a, that was a rule for years. The, the top mm. six got points, and then I think it was. The first year Vettel won the world title, or no, or, yeah, it was the first year Vettel won it, is when they adopted the MotoGP um, points uh, system, which was 25 for a win and 18 for second and all that, which I do think is too big a gap. I think it should yeah. be 20. I, I think. think 20. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, 20. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yep. maybe even 21 or something. I think 7.7 7 or 6.0 gap is, yeah, it's far too big, really. Especially when there's only a three-point gap between second and third. It's, mm. it's 18 for second and, and 15 for third. So you, it would make sense to either drop the, the, the winning position to 22 or drop it to 20 and have a, have a much closer season. Yeah. It would, it would, I mean, you look at the, let, let's go for this season in, in particular. Max is, what, 100 points clear already? Yeah, but, it's a jolt this season how good that, that Red Bull is. I'm not sure, though, if that would make a lot of difference this season because nobody's been consistently um, second or, or or third, unfortunately. But if you had a season where someone was a lot of... He, 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 well, yeah, he, he's consistently third for a bit, but uh, the um, Aston Martins, he's sort of fallen off the last couple of races. Yeah. No, he has. I mean, I, I really hope that McLaren wasn't just a one-off. And me. I, no, I, I hope. Was, I was, yeah, I was, I was really happy when I saw them the in qualifying. It was absolutely lightning, that McLaren. It was. And also, he led the race for five laps. <gasps> and it wasn't Max Verstappen. <laughs> I know. It was brilliant. If, I if, he gets a, if he gets a car, it'd be interesting to see what Norris can do, because he seems like a hell of a driver. Is it wrong... Not that I don't like him. I just find him... He's very whingy. So is Hamilton, but you love him. Let's not get bogged down who loves who and who loves <laughs> Okay? Because I think it's just... Yeah, it's just a UK mentality, isn't it, though? you got to think, if we, we whinge about everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I, I don't think so. I think it's just... I re, I tell you what, I really like Piastri. I, re, I do like Piastri a lot. He just... He, he quietly goes about... About it, and he's got he's got a lot better from you know his, his first race when that McLaren was nowhere the pair of them to you know where it is now. But I do think it, 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 it's a shame he didn't get the podium because I really do wish it was a McLaren second and third. But then again, at the same time, my boy got third, so um, <laughs> that made me happy. <laughs> but no, um, I do think the point system that he, he does need looking into. I think just drop the the point gap between. Either make it twenty, or make the second place twenty-two or something like that, just a bridge mm. gap. Um, but back to the ranking, we now go to another British world champion, 
three-time world champion in uh, Sir Jackie Stewart in 1969, 1971, and 1973. He only likes odd numbers, it seems, to Sir Jackie. <laughs> um, won it in a Matra, a Tyrrell, and uh, sorry, won it twice with a Tyrrell, and he's 601 in a Matra. For many years, Jackie Stewart was the most successful British driver of all time. And if we're basing this a lot on just not on uh, Formula One World Championships and all that, he was the reason why a lot of the safety safety uh, in Formula One has improved is because of Sir Jackie Stewart. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean you look at it, it, could, it was, uh, I, I remember watching something about it as well. Um, I have to find the name of this documentary and, and send it to you both because it was really good, but it was the death of his teammate, Francois, Francois Savet, I think it was his name, a young French driver. And it hurt Jackie Stewart a lot to the, to the point where Stewart's going to walk away from Formula One. And then him and Sid Watkins, I think, got together and basically just went like, this is what we need. The drivers came together and they said, we want this, we want this to improve safety because, you know, is this worth our lives? And, you know, let's be honest, no, he isn't. And it just happened to be that the most successful driver at the time was the one who was leading this charge, so to speak. Yeah, I think for me, Jackie Stewart has got to be goated. He's, you know, it was... He's, he's a big name in the sport. Um, three world championships, uh, one in you know two different cars. He, he was, you know, one of the, you know, maybe not one of the first superstars, but he was a really big, big name that sort of transcended the, the sport at the time. So, uh, I think he's got to be goated for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tony. Um, I had him at the, I was on like the cusp of um, goated and uh, so I stuck him at the top of good. Um, to be fair, I don't really know him more for his racing. I know him from more see what he's done after 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 retiring, like 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 what he said about improving the race safety for the drivers. Because literally, I think all of his mates ended up dead. Obviously, who he was competing with when he was like like in the mid sixties towards the early seventies. So. To, for me, he's done more for the sport from a um, race safety point of view and a medical point of view than he did obviously racing. So I'd probably stick him at the top of top of God. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think you're looking at his. As I said, look, you look at his his whole his whole um, campaign for safety, and also you know, as you said, his friends passing away. Unfortunately, you know, was un- unfortunate for him, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go, but I'd, I'd lean towards the bottom end of goated for Jackie Stewart. I mean, you know, listen, he's a great driver, but yeah, I think for his safety implications, I think I've got to put him in the goated. Are we, are we, are we okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't disagree with it. Yeah, just where I'd probably stuck him was probably just on the, just at the top of good. But yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with being. Um, by, yeah. by the way, guys, I may have forgotten about champion because you know this is how much I, you know, I I, I take pride in this <laughs> and how much I remember this man. I forgot the 1964 world champion John Surtees. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, John Surtees won it in a Ferrari. Um, we know my ranking for Mr. Surtees. <laughs> 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 What's your ranking, Carl? <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to put him in the sort of bottom end of 
good because he is a name that does get branded around quite a lot, even though he only he only won it the once. So, um, but I'm not gonna. It's not a hill I'm gonna die on. If you two think he should be below that, um, Tony. <laughs> Weirdly, when I was doing research for this, I've forgot to do stuff about John Surtees too. So I'm gonna put him in forgettable as well. <laughs> Oh, poor John. I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that the year that Sterling Moshe won the world title as well? Yeah, I think it was like five. You think he finished second five times, five or six times? Believable. But yeah, he's more well known. Um, Now, underdog story, you know, he he finished second so many times. And it's what he's remembered for. And it's a shame because Sterling Moss, if he did win a world title, he would be goaded. Immediately, let's be honest. Yeah. So um, it, it's such yeah. a British thing, though, isn't it, to be remembered as a runner-up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had to notice this. Nobody remembers second place. Well, if you come second five times, we remember you. So, <laughs> um, but now we move on to the 1970 World Championship. Uh, of course, the only time that he's been posthumously um, awarded. Uh, to Mr. Jochen Rint, um, first world champion from Austria, when he in a Lotus, unfortunately, did die uh, during that season. He died. He was killed in practice uh, in the Italian Grand Prix. Um, six wins, thirteen podiums. You know, uh, this is a tricky one, a very tricky one. Um, to rank because you know we never got to see him obviously you know we didn't get to see him race and all that but it was how dominant was he the fact that you know he how dominant would he have been if he didn't die the fact he, he won the world title tragically dying how many races were left when he passed uh, so away get it, um, so he i mean it was he, he won it in race twelve of thirteen, but during that season he won it. He won a five Grand Prix. So he won five. He won five Grand Prix that he was um, part of. Mm. So I mean, you look at it. It's uh, what to say about this one. It's a. It's a. It's a yeah. tragic. Because he never got. He never got the chance to prove if he could, you know, be a multiple time champion or or whatever. Did he? So maybe the bottom of good out of respect. I could go for that. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. But I'm a good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tragedy. I mean, you look at he, he. I think what Jackie Stewart said, he, he was one, you know, one of the best to, to ever have done it and sort of thing. And he, I mean, he did race for for, for six years though in um, Formula One. Only won one world title, obviously, you know. But he. Um, so he, uh, he won five of his fir- five of the first nine races. That's what he did, and he spun into the guardrails after a failure on his card brake shaft. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I believe it was something to do with the seatbelt that actually killed him. I think it dug into his uh, dug into his net and like I think it slit yeah. his throat. Yeah, I remember he did about that. His throat. He, he, the seatbelt got jammed on his throat, and he died of severe throat injuries. So, oh, so he basically choked to death on the seatbelt. That's going to be sickening, you know. Yeah. Just the, the fact that you know what's happening, you try and get yourself out of it. I think that's probably yeah. the worst thing for it. So he probably died in a lot of pain and fear, which is just a, a, a shame. 
Um, so you know, I I I I put him in good. Um, but, should we have a recap? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll have a quick recap. So Farina, we put in meh. Uh, Fanjo goated. Ascari good. Mike Hawthorne forgettable. Brabham goated. Phil Hill forgettable. Graham Hill good. Jim Clark great. John Surtees and Denny Horn forgettable. Jackie Stewart goated and Jochen Rint good. So that's a little recap so far. Um, I, I don't think there's anything there that I'm particularly disagreeing with. You know, I'm my, my do-over is pretty safe, so to speak. So uh, so far, <laughs> you guys agree? Yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent clear that great was actually part of our um, things. Good. It's good. Sorry, it's good. Forget. It was goated. Sorry, goated. Sorry. Forgive me. I'm I'm, I'm going off the old thing. Sorry. <laughs> So no, it, it's goated. It's goated. Good, met, forgettable, and then in the bin. So, so as I say, uh, we, we might might need to move um, Ascari up if that was the case, but no, that's fine, man. Ascari, no, Ascari, I probably goated. Don't worry. Right, we move on now to the 1972 and 74 World Champion, uh, first champion from Brazil. He won it in a Lotus and in a McLaren. Uh, it is, of course, Emerson Fittipaldi, two-time world champion. Um, Carl, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you with Fittipaldi. I mean, he he was a very good driver in his day. Um, I, I'd be tempted to put him, I don't know, a huge amount about him, because it's still a bit before my time, but believe it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have him perhaps... Bottom end of good. Anthony? To be fair, I put him like like the top of good, to be honest, because I think what he did as a whole for uh, motorsport in South America, like he was the first like Brazilian, well, South American to win the world championship. So I think he was a bit of a pioneer in like. Pancho was the first South American. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, first Brazilian. I forgot where Pancho was from, to be fair. Argentina. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, like I said, he like he paved the way for all the all the up and coming Brazilian drivers. Like you've got the like Senna, PK. Like would would they have got into the sport if it wasn't for Fittipaldi? Possibly not. It's but a I, it's a fair comment. I mean, it's fair me looking. We are basing it on overall legacy. You know, yeah. not just world champion mm. all that. It's a good it's a good argument. However, the counter that argument about Fittipaldi being good or you know goated, he did. I mean, he he kind of shot himself in the in his foot by. Joining, I think it was his brother's team, Fittipaldi, and when he did that, he was not competitive at all. I mean, you look at it; he just won the second, he just won his second world title with McLaren, and he goes to his brother's team, Fittipaldi, who were nowhere near challenging for for points, let alone a world title. And he, he kind of laboured with that, but then, as as Anthony said, though, he he paved the way for so many great drivers that came through. So. I, I'd be tempted to put him in good as well, just for his impact on that. But he's it, it, not goated for me. Yeah, I'm happy with good for for him. I don't think he's quite at the goated level. I think you've got to be truly exceptional to to get into goated, really. I mean, you look at the back, the, the, the rides we've got in goated at the moment are Scott, uh, Fangio Ascari, Jack Brabham, Jim Clark, Jackie Stewart, and, and uh, you know they're they're all. You know, as a goat to the sport, effectively, and he's 
he just misses out for me. But now, now we move on to a man who I can collectively say we've all got him goaded. It is a three-time world champion uh, in 75, 77 and 84. It is, of course, Mr. Nicky Lauda. Um, part of probably the first great rivalry in Formula One with him and uh, James Hunt. Um, you know, there's a film about it. Uh, good film as well with uh, Daniel. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a really good film. It's a, it's a, it is a good film. I, I, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember what it was called, but you know, that's Rush. just that maybe Rush. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Rush. Ron Howard uh, directed it as well, so you know. But then, let's be honest, Nicky Lauda deserves to be goaded for his heroic comeback in the uh, mm. when he burnt himself, the fact he nearly died, he inhaled, uh, you know, the, the smoke in his lungs, he was effectively dead, and he comes back six weeks later and wins yeah. the World War Championship. Well, he didn't win it that season, but he did win it later on. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's truly amazing. I mean, you just, even if you thought you could race again, you just wouldn't be allowed to so soon nowadays after after something like that. But yeah, the the guts and, you know, fortitude to get back into a car after nearly being burnt to death and, yeah, choked, um, asphyxiated by the smoke as well. Uh, he was very lucky to get through that and survive and to race and win a world championship after, you know, because he left him permanently, dis, you know, scarred and disfigured. But, not, you know, it's not just that. He was a really, really good driver as well. Yeah. Anthony? Yeah, you, you can't, there's nothing really much you can say. Like, you took fighting spirit to a whole, whole new level. Like, how, how on earth he survived? I just, because uh, he literally got pulled out of the car, didn't he? By, was, mm. it, by, was it by, by other drivers? It was, it was unreal yeah. how, how he survived. But like you said, going back to the, um, that film, it's an unbelievable film about, this, about the, the story of the rival between him and yeah, Loudon and James Hunt. It was just like literally a couple of seconds longer, and that would have been it. It was just, it was mere seconds between surviving and, and dying by the time he was pulled out. Well, I mean, you, you look at the race he came back, I think it was, it, it was the Italian Grand Prix he came back, and uh, the stories where he was, he was, um, his wounds were seeping through his uh, suit underneath. Yeah, couldn't get his helmet on at first because yeah. it was that painful. He, he could, I mean, you look at it, he was, he, his wounds were open, he couldn't get his helmet on, he was still recovering from third degree burns. And didn't he win, didn't he win the Grand Prix? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I can't, sure on can't remember. Yeah, I, 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 or, 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 I mean, let's be honest, starting a Grand Prix was heroic to begin with. Finishing the Grand Prix is just another level. If he won it, my God. But, um, but I can't reiterate it enough that these like, days he would have he would these days he wouldn't have been allowed anywhere near a car in that state nowhere no. near it. Did you hear? Do you know the story about how he got into Formula One as well? It's it's quite brilliant. So uh, obviously Nicky Lauder wasn't he wasn't rich or anything like because obviously Formula One at this point was still a rich man's game, and he um, he went to banks to get loans mm. to basically fund sponsors for his thing. And they, they basically went, oh, you know, you're not going to make it and all that, you know. And then one took a chance on him. One bank gave him a loan, took a chance on Nicky Lauda, and he repaid it massively. I mean, he was so, that good. He only had a couple of drives in the seat he bought before um, a bigger club, a uh, bigger team hired him. 
Yeah. Ferrari, look at you, won it with Ferrari in 75, and then won it Ferrari again in 77, and then 85 won it with McLaren. Um, and also, about just, so just, I, I know I'm harping about Nicolaida and like, you know, he, he's great, but, and also, he was instrumental in probably creating the greatest dynasty in Formula One. Mm, yeah, I was going to say he had a massive role with Mercedes, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, I don't think without Nicolaida, Lewis Hamilton would have gone to Mercedes. And he said it how it was. It was one of those, he just said it how it was as well. Apparently, yeah. the line from the film, he did he, he did say in real life when he said, you can tell the priest to fuck off, I'm not dead yet. Apparently, he really, he really did say that. I was upset when he died. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was upset mm. when he died. I was. It, could, it just came out the blue, though, didn't it? You look at it. I, I know he, he took a step back. The, obviously, that season, obviously, he turns out, he, he unfortunately passed away. And then I, I do think this is one of Hamilton's greatest drives, though, the Monaco Grand Prix. In fact, mm. his tyres were dead. And Toto Wolf said it better. The spirit of Nicky was in you today. He was in the car, and they did it for Nicky. And, you know... The fact that the car didn't give up, he didn't give out or anything like that. I can, you can get why they said that. I mean, the 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 mess's lungs must have been in. He, it's a minor miracle he he lived as long as he did. To be to be fair, just a testament to the man he is. He is. Yeah, so, I just, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I just loved how dry his sense of humour was when he was get, like getting interviewed. Um, <laughs> I just I just loved how witty he was, considering obviously what he went through. Like, can you imagine like the PTSD with Having to having to watch, the, obviously the inferno in that car, it's unbelievable. It was, it was. So yeah, I, he's goated, and I think he's probably very top end of goated, is Nicky Lauda. Mm. Uh, now we move on to the other half of the rivalry, uh, 1976 World Champion James Hunt. Uh, James Hunt is Kimi Räikkönen's dad. I will not hear anything different. <laughs> uh, they are the same person. <laughs> Um, James Hunt was basically he was the first rock star I'd say of Formula One you know with the, the girls and the, the smoking the drinking and the the I'm better than you attitude and all that um, I think Chris Hemsworth did a very good job portraying James Hunt Pop, I, I know his, his son says differently uh, um, but James Hunt's a weird one because, as a person, I think he's I think he's fucking amazing. Yes, isn't he? It's he's, like when his car when he got he 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 originally got disqualified for his car being a bit too wide. So in the next race, he puts a bumper sticker on his car saying "Caution, wide vehicle." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at it. He would turn up on the grid with six different girls. Smoking a smoking a cigarette, getting in, win a race, and just and just fuck off with these six girls, <laughs> like nothing had happened. And he was just, yeah, I think he was as the first bad boy Formula One, the first, I think probably the first character as well in Formula One. Mm. Yeah, with a personality, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. But as a yeah. driver, he probably wouldn't have won that world championship if it wasn't for, um, um. The accident. So um, I don't know if I don't know if I could put him much higher than Mayor for his actual driving. Unfortunately, you know, if it wasn't for Lauda um, nearly getting burnt to death, I don't think he would have won the World Championship that that season. To be perfectly yeah. honest, 
Uh, and he never won. He never won again. He retired soon after, didn't he? If not. He retired in '79. Uh, also, mm. as well, him and Murray Walker were brilliant together. Mm. He was a good yeah. commentator. Yeah, he was a good commentator. However, there is one thing about James Hunt that brings him down. He let's just say he he he, he had a relationship with a 15 year old. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Make that what you will. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know that. No, I didn't yeah, either. I, I just read it, and I, I, it's kind of tarnished my my, uh, my liking of James Hunt a little bit. <laughs> oh, James. Um, right, where do we rank James Hunt now? <laughs> As I'm a driver, yeah. let's do the driver. Let's do the driver. Let's not do personal. Let's do the driver. I, 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 I still think Matt, as far as uh, drivers concerned, because as I said, uh, unless you don't believe he would have won the world championship if Lider had stayed fit all season. Cool, Anthony. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. To be honest, like as a character, he's up there, isn't he? Like to me, he was like the F1's version of George Best. Mm, like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Comparison. Yeah, so as a, um, obviously the way he was, obviously off the track, um, but obviously could still do his job, obviously, obviously on it. Um, yeah, I'd agree with Carl, to be fair. And obviously with that um, that report about the uh, 15 year old, I'd probably just put him at the bottom of meh, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a man, he's in the bin. As, as a Formula 1 driver, he's in meh. I, I agree completely with Carl. I mean, you know, he wouldn't have won that title if Lauda didn't nearly die. So we move on now to the 1978 world champion, uh, Mario Andretti, uh, won it in a Lotus at the age of 38. He did win six races that season, eight pole positions. Won it with two races to spare as well. Um, and to, you know, I'll start with you about Mario Andretti. Um, I'd probably go with at the top of my on this one. He um, was more, I think at the time he was. He was doing part-time F1 and he was also doing IndyCar as well. He was a bit more popular with IndyCar. I think he was a, um, a four-time IndyCar champion. And also he did, he did a bit of NASCAR. So the passion for, for motor racing throughout was obviously second to none. But I'd probably put him at the top of my head as a, as a world champion in, in, in F1. Yeah, I mean, like, if, he was, if he was IndyCar, he'd be, he'd be goated. And also you know, with, his, with his influence as well, with his own racing team as well. And also Marco Andretti, his son, in Formula One, obviously didn't have a, as much of a successful career as his dad, but you know. Um, so I, I, I'd, I'd go with you with that one on, on Formula One with drivers, yeah. I'd go with because I, 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 I did have him in Forgettable because I did forget about Mario Andretti winning the world title. I knew, I knew he was in Formula One, but I didn't know he won the world title. So, um, but no, I'd go with you on Meh, Carl. Yeah, I'd have to say Matt too. He's not someone I've heard uh, a massive amount about, to be honest. Okay. That's about that all is... I've got. That's all I've got on him, to be fair. I mean, you know, you look at it. America has two world champions and still they just don't like Formula One. Stupid people. Um, <laughs> so let me move on to Jody Schechter, uh, South African, uh, the first South African world champion. Uh, when it was 79, won it in a Ferrari. Three races won. He did win it with two races to spare. Um, in '79, um, in this period, if you put me on the spot and asked me to name the world champions from 1978 to uh, 1980, I- I'd be struggling big time because I forgot about the three names. 
Um, so I, I've got to put Joey Schechter in forgettable. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. He's, he is an MOD here a lot, but he's also, like you say, if, um, if someone told me to name the champion of the year he won it, I'd, I'd be struggling to, to think to think of him. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, there's no main feat being the first South African to, to win the championship. But, yeah, he's, he's, he is someone I always struggle to recall for whatever reason. Um, Tony? To be fair, that's a bit boring, but... I- I can't really agree. Uh, I can't really disagree with that. Yeah, I'll put him in forgettable. But the only thing I know about him, he was South African. He was a champion, and he, he, I think he's, I think he was probably his only world champion for like 21 years after 1979. So yeah, I'd probably, yeah, put him in forgettable on that one. Yeah, I know. Uh, we now move on to the last of the three, uh, the Holy Trinity of forgettable. Uh, Alan Jones won it in uh, Williams 1980. Won five races that year. Won it with uh, he did win it with a race to spare. Um, uh, you know my stance on this. He's forgettable. I mean, not no disrespect to Alan Jones, but I think this was like in a period of Formula One where there was a lull. You know, there was no real big name that stood out. Obviously, we get to, we're going to get to the golden age of Formula One in, in a few entries, but I'd go I'd, Alan Jones. Me forgettable. Um, Anthony. What's your saying, Alan Jones? To be fair, uh, before obviously researching for this, I didn't even know who Alan Jones was. Um, <laughs> I thought he was that Welsh, Welsh rapper singer from Wales. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he a wrestler, no? Alan Jones. He's a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles. That's what he's yeah. called him. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Carl, breaking out the, uh, the, <laughs> the real names of wrestlers, you naughty boy. Well, it's not like he really tries to hide it, is it? Yeah, he's got a buddy AJ stamped on his buddy chest, on it. <laughs> Are you telling me that AJ means his name? Pretty much. My mind is blown, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have heard of him, but he is someone I have to be reminded about. So uh, yeah, forgettable. All right. Um, now we move on to probably the greatest era in Formula One. The the eighties would obviously you know I've I've only ever seen highlights and documentaries and YouTube videos on the eighties. Would you guys say the eighties is the best of Formula One? It was pretty good from what I can remember. Only sort of the late eight. I mean, for me, late eighties, sort of um, early nineties. I would say. I mean, the names we're going to get to in a minute. Sorry, I just I just had a sweetie and it's very nice. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a sugar strawberry, fucking beautiful. Um, but no, I mean, obviously watching the light stuff back. I mean, you had, it's not just the world champions. So you mean you had, you know, Villeneuve, you had Peroni, you had you know you know people of that ilk, very good Formula One drivers. Uh, but now we get on to one of the major names of the eighties, Mister Nelson Piquet. Uh, when he, in 1981, 1983, and 1987, or um, 1983 was in Brabham, and then he won it with uh, Williams, and uh, I'm sorry, well, two with Brabham, sorry, and his last one with Williams. Probably more famous now for his son being a naughty, naughty boy in Singapore. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think just because he spawned Nelson Piquet Jr., he has to go in the bend, doesn't he, really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, let, let's let's be honest here, yeah. Nelson Piquet, I mean, we go through, he won three races in his first world title thing. He won three in his second and his last world title when he won three. So he only ever won more than three races. He didn't win more than three races when he did win his world titles. Um, and also he did lose the world title to probably the most boring Formula World Champion of all time who could be next in 82. But as you said, though, Carl, because he spawned Nelson Piquet Jr., and he tried to ruin the legacy of Fernando Alonso. And he got Flavio Briatore banned from Formula One, which is just a travesty because I, I miss that big Italian tip. <laughs> <laughs> He's cr- Do we put him in the bin because of his personal things? No, we said we weren't going to do that. I think he has to be top end of good for winning for winning three world championships, to be honest. Yeah, stubbornly, I agree with you. Anthony? Yeah, to be fair, I'd, I'd have to agree, but um, it's a hard one, this, because if, if I'm being honest, he's a, he's a bit of a prick, isn't he? Mm, that is the like, thing, but we do need to try and separate that yeah, for now. Like, yeah, winning three world titles in the 80s, you can't put him any lower, lower than good. Just yeah. Recent comments, yeah. With his recent comments about, obviously, Hamilton recently. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the last memory I've got, got of the fella, so... But yeah, yeah, as a driver, yeah, you'd have to, um, you'd have to whack him in, in good. He would, but then as a human being, he's in the bin. Let's be honest. I mean, I just said, I mean, you know, I, I know some of them put some people don't like Lewis Hamilton, and I know some disgusted people probably agreed what Nelson Piquet said. However, I, I think I speak for all three of us when we say fuck you, Nelson Piquet. I mean, look, I've, your, I've never had the fact that. Hamilton's not my favourite person in the world, but what PK said was totally uncalled for and unnecessary. Yeah, it was, it was. Um, so let's move away from Nelson PK, and I, I have my first in the bin driver, uh, 1982 world champion Keki Rosberg. He won one race all year and was world champion, and he is just as boring as anything. And also, he's the first Finnish driver to win the world championship as well. Um, he's in the bin. He's just, he's, he's just, oh, boring, he's just boring. How can you win it with only winning one race? You couldn't do that nowadays, could you? No, um, he, he won it on the last race as well. So he did win it in the, in the last race. I'm just going to pull up the 1982 world championship, yeah? Um, so... The season can let's have a let's have a season the reports and standing let's go so Rennie on uh, so the winner Prost won the first Prost won the first two uh then Nicky Lauda won it then Didier Peroni won I do think though Peroni would have won it because wasn't this year he had this really bad accident or, no, or, or was that um Villeneuve sorry I don't know a lot about Peroni if I'm if I'm perfectly honest oh he has been yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I just thought it was a beer. <laughs> no, he had. So, because obviously there was all the talk about him and um, him and Jules Villeneuve basically hated each other um, in that. And then um, something happened in the San Marino Grand Prix. Um, so basically, he duped Villeneuve to concede victory. So he would finish behind his teammate. Then he went past him and a hairpin. So Peroni, Peroni did the Schumacher at Austria, basically. 
Um, but then Vilner tragically was killed in qualifying um, in the Belgian Grand Prix. And then I'm pretty sure Peroni had an accident as well. Yeah, he was. He was on course to be the 82 world champion. But he, he basically had like a massive anxiety attack and everything like that. Oh, dear. Uh, and the, then he got to the German Grand Prix. Um, he he smashed into the back of, yeah, so he couldn't see Prost's um, Renault and he broke both his legs. So he never raced again in Formula 1. So yes, he would have won the 1982 World Championship that both would have. Um, sorry, no, the, no, the both were not, but they both would have had. I know, yeah. yeah, I know what you meant. So it would have been Didier Peroni until, until he had that really bad accident, and of course, Jovil now tragically dying. So Keke Rosberg won it because of outside um, outside things happening. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the only he won the British Grand Prix. No, he didn't. He the, the race he won was the, the only race he won that year was the third from, from last race. So I've got, I've got, I've put him in the bin. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, if it wasn't for his son Nico Rosberg, I don't think I'd have ever heard of Keke Rosberg, to be perfectly honest. So um, I wouldn't have put him any higher than forgettable. Put it that way. Mm. Anthony. Uh, to be fair, I had, a, I had him at the bottom of me because um, if like 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 yourselves, like winning one race in a in a world championship season with. I don't know how many races it was, like 14, 15 races. 16. Um, 16. <clears throat> but I think with Rosberg, with Keke Rosberg, he did thrive in those where sort of wet weather conditions. So, like, throughout that season, he was fairly con- consistent, obviously, scoring points, and obviously his car was fairly reliable. So, yeah. No. I, I, I probably put, put, him at, put him at the bottom of me, but I can understand you whacking him in the bin, which um, is spawning yeah. bloody... Nico Rosberg, I don't blame you. Oh, wait till we get to that man. Um, <laughs> oh, the bin now. Oh, this is. I, I think this is the first one that we're going to have very heated discussions about. It is, of course, the 1985, 1986, 1989, and the 1993 world champion, the Frog, um, Alan Prost. Um, Carl, I'm gonna let you go first about Alan Prost. Of course, okay. sorry, he in he won it in the McLaren, won two in the McLaren, so two in the McLaren and one in a won three in the McLaren, didn't they? Three in the McLaren, one in the Williams, of course, in '93. But then bear in mind, my nan, who my my nan who's dead, could probably win a Formula One World Championship in that '93 uh, Williams and the '92 Williams. So you know, um, <laughs> Carl, I'll let you start on Mr. Alan Prost. Yeah, he was uh, a very dis- divisive figure, but he was uh, he was a, a very good driver. You can't you can't deny that. He sort of maybe not the quickest, but he sort of always knew sort of to do and you know to do enough. If he knew sort of second place was going to be good enough, he wouldn't risk going for first, which was perhaps a bit boring, but it was sort of an intelligent way to to drive and be consistent, you know, to make sure you build up your points. Um, I'd have him perhaps in, I think you'd have to have him in good for being uh, a full-time world championship, even if he might not have been the most likeable person. See, this 
I think this is the Messi-Ronaldo debate in Formula One because the man that comes next, obviously Aaron Senna, it's who it's makes at that point. Who do you prefer? Do you prefer Ronaldo or Messi? Do you prefer Prost or Senna? Who's signing you on? Prost or Senna's? Um, well, I definitely prefer Senna. Oh no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. But I, 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 I don't like Alan Prost. No, I can't say I particularly like him that much, but I still think you've got to. I, I still think you can't put him really any lower than than good for what he's achieved in the sport. Personally, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna die on that hill if you two don't agree. Anthony, what's your take on Alan Prost? If I'm being honest, I'd, I'd have. I'd, I would have to agree with Carl. Like he is a four-time world champion, no matter how how we did it. The thing that I don't I don't like about Alan Cross is how he used to use like the rules and regulations to get mm. one over on Senna. Uh, instead of obviously trying to go ahead and beat him beat him on the track. Um like because he was dead what he dead pally with like the bosses the top bosses like the FAA, weren't he? So he was always trying to like I said, get one over on him. Whereas Senna was the complete opposite where he'd do all this talking on on the on the track on, on the racetrack. So I'd probably put him like in the middle of good. To be honest, I mean you have got you do you have got your do over at the end if you desperately want to stick him somewhere else. But I found this one probably the hardest to rank was Alan Prost because there's no denying that yes he's a good driver, four-time world champion, all that. I mean was it was he nicknamed the Professor? Or that was his moniker because you know Mm. he was calculable and how he how he went about his going how he went about his races. However, he is the typical French person, <laughs> whingy bastard, whingy bastard, goes on strike at Ferrari because, oh, it's not going my way, ooh. I have to go away now, ooh. fuck off. Um, he, he, let's be honest, the 1989 World Championship, he shouldn't have won, that should have been Senna's because of Suzuka. Let's be honest. That was pro- where do you where do you lie on that? Is it Pross fault or Senna's fault? Yeah, I've got it Pross fault on that one. Yeah, yeah, oh. pro- probably was Pross fault to be fair, but uh... yeah, but as 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 Anthony said, the fact he had Balestra basically in his back pocket. Uh, that if if he did that to Senna, nothing would have got done. The fact that Senna was the one who caused it to happen, utter bullshit. Um, <sighs> Because like, was it in Suzuka where they had like the pole position grid start changed? Like, it was yeah. it like moved, like moved on the other on the other side? They swapped it. Yeah, he did because he was on the because what pole position was on the dirty side of the track and he moved it to the clean. Yeah. So no, no, so, no. Was he was he did Senna get pole so he he complained and got set up on the dirty side of the track? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he yeah, was. So, yeah, so yeah, so whoever's in second was on the nice part of the track, weren't it? The clean part. Yeah. Uh, it's a really hard one. I'm finding it really hard to rank this one. Um, purely as a Formula One driver, he's got to be good. Yeah? But, I mean, even yeah. even goated. I'd, I'd argue goated because of his Formula Four-time world champion. But I do think his politicking brings it down. Yeah, I think that's why yeah. I really put him in good because I, I do think some of his antics and politicking, like you say, um, does bring him down a peg or two. Yeah, I, I go good. Okay, I, I, okay. I will put my my feelings aside about the French and about Alain Prost and about silly French people, and I'll go and I'll go good. I'll put Alain Prost in good. 
see that, okay that that wasn't as contentious as i thought it was going to be but now we move on to the next one is of course Ayrton Senna uh, three-time world champion Winning in 1988, 1990, and 1991, all in the McLaren. Um, he is, for me, the greatest Formula One driver that ever lived. He's, he's definitely up there, isn't he? Yeah. Play. I mean, he didn't necessarily win it in the best car either, which, you know, you can't say that about a lot of drivers. No, not at all. I, I, I agree with you there. Not at all. Being, sorry, it's like so far away. Um, no, I agree with you. I mean, he was just. Um, you look at it. You've got that one-handed lap red Monaco, which always mm. springs to mind. You've got the lap at Donington, where he went from fifth to first in a, in a an inferior McLaren, <laughs> and he then. Oh, he's just the best. And then he, the the famous line he says. If you know, like, when he obviously took Alan Prost with the 1990 world title at Suzuka of all places, mm. he just, he said, the, the words he said is, if you no longer go for Gap, you are no longer a racing driver. I just sat there going, there was no fucking Gap. What did you see? <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there something in Brazil he did that was pretty exceptional as well? Wasn't there oh, when wasn't you steering drove- wheel or... Broken or something, and he had to sort of peel his hand off the the gear stick or something because of the way he had to hold it or something to complete the race. Yeah, he, he, I think he drove it in. What I think he he, he's, he had one gear available to him. It was like third. Uh, it was like third gear, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still won it. I think that was a year that um, Fangio gave the title. Gave the. Uh, the trophy as well, and Senna just couldn't lift it up. And he, you know, he, he, unfortunately, let let's be honest, probably the saddest death in Formula One as well. Mm. Um, Imola, um, of course, not to be over. I, mean, I, I do, I do think it overshadows. Obviously, unfortunately, Roland Ratzenberger who died the day before. And one of the darkest, the, one of the darkest weekends in Formula One, really. It was. I mean, you look at it. He, he, Senna was the first one out to get to try and help Ratzenberger, and he. I, I first came aware of Senna at the the Top Gear film that did about uh, Senna, uh, a wonderful film to watch, uh, which unfortunately gets cut off the uh, repeats and everything like that because of Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise being on Top Gear that week. Um, lots of bullshit, but um, no, I, 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 I and but then watching back at and Senna stuff. And watching the answer documentary as well. Mm. Absolutely brilliant film. Brilliant, brilliant documentary. And I get why people say he's the best. I mean, even arguably the greatest of all time says he's the best driver that he's ever seen. And he was so unlucky with the way he died because, you know, you've seen far worse crashes and people walk away. But unfortunately, the steering wheel columns smashed him in the in the skull. Yeah. Anthony, what's your take on that and Senna? He's just, yeah, just the goat, the goat. There's, there's nothing else, anyway, other to describe him, like the passion, mentality, willingness to win. And obviously, it was a tragic end, but his death has probably changed F1 for the better. Mm. Um, yeah. With regards to obviously driver safety. Um, but yeah, just 
Carl, did you watch the race, the Imola race live? What was oh. I? I did, yeah, but I was only I was only about fourteen. It's a very long time ago, mm-hmm. so my memory of it is quite quite patchy to to be perfectly honest. But yeah, I can you know it was all over the I can remember it being all over the news and 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 all that. I remember my mom telling me that uh, obviously my granddad every Sunday Formula One was on. My mom, I remember my mom telling me that. Uh, my granddad was in tears, and it's the only time my mum has ever seen my granddad cry, uh, was when Ed and Sarah died, and you know he was just, just brilliant, he, brilliant driver, brilliant man as well. Looking for humanitarian work in Brazil, um, did so much of charity in Brazil and helped so many. Mm. And look, he inspired so many people as well. I think one of the best moments I think I've seen in Formula One as well. Do you remember, do you remember when Lewis Hamilton got his helmet? Uh, the Seller oh, family gave Lewis Hamilton one of his helmets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Hamilton, and Hamilton just stands there holding the helmet. And he, he puts it to his head. And you can see the emotion that he was feeling at that moment in time. Um, and also says a lot, the fact that his biggest rival as well in Formula One carried his coffin. Uh, obviously, Prost carrying his coffin as well. Just speaks to, I think there was a level of personal respect between the two of them. Uh, obviously, the animosity, but then there was a deep, deep respect for each other. And this is probably the greatest rivalry in Formula One. Probably one, not just Formula One. Probably one of the greatest rivalries in any sport is Prost versus Senna. It's definitely up there. Surprising no one's done a, a film on that one, really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'll be hard because you've got to find somebody who can play it and Senna. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> can we find a man who's a bit of a douchebag, but <laughs> everybody loves him? Yes, actually. <laughs> get Anthony Starr to do it because Anthony Starr is <laughs> He's a massive douchebag, but we love him. <laughs> and, and Tony, if you don't know who Anthony Starr is, he plays Homelander in The Boys. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I have no idea, no idea who that is. Uh, it's on my <laughs> list. To be fair, The Boys is on my list. So oh, you've got to watch it. It's, Mate, so, it's I, so good. I, I, was ten- off. Yeah, I, I was tentative off. about watching it at first. I binged it in like, I mean, I mean... I didn't think Beth would like it, and she's offended that she didn't think, <laughs> she didn't think <laughs> I'd think she'd <laughs> like it. I mean, there is some bits in it which make you... I mean, all I'm going to say is... Three, I'm going to say two things. Love sausage. <laughs> love sausage and also uh, termite with what he does. Oh, that, God. Um, it's def- oh. Definitely don't want to watch it until the kids are safely tucked in bed. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> right, let's get back to this. Then. So we get now to the 1992 world champion... Uh, Nigel Mansell. Let's be honest, if anybody was in that Williams that year, they would have won the World Championship at a canter. Anybody yeah. would have won it. That is one of those my grand could have won it in that car. That was like and Adrian Newey's first supercar. It had all that sort of extra suspension and um, traction control and, and all that malarkey, which they banned for the following seasons because it gave that much of an advantage. So I think you've got to you've got to put him in mayor at best. I think plus he was you know another boring Brit, wasn't he? Unfortunately, he was. I mean, have you watched the Grand Tour thing, the new Grand Tour special? No, not yet. No, no. Right, okay. 
you need to watch it because of <laughs> they they go to waxwork waxwork museum and they steal a waxwork of Nigel Mansell. <laughs> and because of this, Nigel Mansell is goated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I mean, anybody would have won that in that Williams. It was just that damn good, and probably, the, uh, probably, uh, would you two disagree? Probably the most innovative Formula One car of all time with all the stuff that was on yeah, it. Yeah, probably was. Yeah, yeah, say, definitely yeah. was. So, uh, Anthony, where would you put Mr. Mansell? Uh, I had about at the bottom of bottom of God, uh, just because um, obviously it, yeah he was a world champion, but I think he was really really underappreciated just because of the era that he was driving in. Because when you've got the likes of like Senna and obviously then towards the Schumacher Hill era, I think he is quite underappreciated. But then again, after he won the world title, he went he went to America to drive in in IndyCar, so he didn't really defend his um defend his title. If he would have done that, I think he would have been a bit more respected. And then he came yeah. back and he put so much weight on he couldn't get back in the yeah. car. Oh, and yeah. And plus, he's got a killer moustache, hasn't he? Well, he used to. I think he shaved it off. But yeah, the moustache was more famous than he was. If it was these days, his moustache would have its own Twitter account. <laughs> or Fred's. I think Fred. Ross, his uh, moustache has <laughs> got one. Or his or he's, or he's hair, who it was. Anyway. <laughs> I, my favourite thing about Valtteri Bottas is he knows to the exact millimetre the size of it, the average size of a beaver's cock. <laughs> yeah, he, he, him, and Lewis, him, him and Lewis were doing a thing together, like a little like uh, interview thing. And that's what he said. It was his most um, pointless fact that he knows. <laughs> and <laughs> Lewis Hamilton just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> stop laughing. So yeah, that, that's Valtteri Bottas's uh, quote that he knows. Um, but let's move on now to, so, to pe- some people's goat. Uh, we are talking about the seven-time world champion Michael Schumacher. Uh, won it in 94, 95, and then won it uh, with Benetton. And then won it for four year, five years on the bounce with Ferrari from 2000 to 2004. Um, Carl, I'm going to come to you first about Michael Schumacher. Yeah, I mean, I think you do have to put him in goated, but there's always, you know, a bit of controversy around him at times. Um, That documentary, is it on Netflix? Sort of helped me see him in a bit of a different light. I've always had a lot of respect for for him as a driver, but there were things, um, I think when they won it with Benetton, there were a lot of question marks if they were using components that were supposed to be banned. Um, he, you know, he did his famous shunts on Hill and tried it again on Villeneuve, but it back, it backfired that time. Um, so, you know, he's, 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 he's not been afraid to stoop to the depths to, to make sure he won his titles, but you know that Ferrari combination. And let's not forget, he didn't just hop in that Ferrari and start winning. That, that Ferrari needed a lot of a lot of work before you know it was up to spec and good enough for him to really compete in. Um, so yeah, um, I think he um, I think he deserves to be uh, 
because they get only one other person has won seven world titles. Anthony? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the he's in the goal category for sure, but God, I, I hated him. I hated him. Oh well, I did it. I did at the time. Yeah. I did at the time. I did at the time. Yeah, well, I, yeah, have, every, I have yeah. softened to him over time. It's like when he when he did win a race and he'd jump on that on the podium, you just you just wanted to drop kick your telly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as a driver, just the the willingness to win. Like I think there's been times where he even knocked his brother off off the road just to get an extra point or two. Um, it, it knocked his own grandma off the road. Yeah. It knocked his own grandma yeah. off the road. But one thing I'll always remember is when he um, came out of nowhere in that one um, Monaco GP and got pole position, all right, for reasons he, he got demoted down the pack. But, uh, you know, just to come back and show everyone how it was, how it was done that day, that was quite mm. a special moment, I thought. It was. I mean... Yeah. I think when he came back, he he came back. He, he was always he always wanted to race for Mercedes because I know he came close to joining McLaren before he joined Ferrari. I think that was the that was the thing that mm. went. Really. He was close to joining McLaren, and then obviously Ferrari just came in and went, "We'll offer you many things." And then they gave him five world titles. Let's be honest, a fantastic return. But then he 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 always wanted to race for Mercedes. Unfortunately, came back in an era where. The cars were very different. He wasn't in the best car anymore. And granted, he had Ross Braun with him, but you know it was way behind well, what it should. Mercedes have been. were only just getting start. Well, restarted at that point, weren't they? To, yeah. To be fair, because they and they brought the Braun team or something. Yeah, because they 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 genuinely thought they were buying a because obviously Braun won the world title. Are we buying a world championship team? No, what they did was buy a team that had no money had used all their resources at the start of the season to make a good start, and they realised, oh, this is actually quite shit. So they had to adapt pretty quickly, and then they they didn't adapt well at all, did they, though, Mercedes? Oof. Absolute shit team, let's be honest. They never they never did anything, did they? <laughs> uh, not at all, not at all. But no, let's get let's back to Michael Schumacher, though. I think he's got to be goated. You know, seven-time world champion, all that. But then you look at it. He took off Damon Hill in Adelaide, wasn't it, in '95? Mm, so yeah, yeah, '94, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say it could have been '94. I'm not sure. So '94. So he wins the world title by taking his rival out in '94. '95, he just wins it because he's. But then didn't '95 when he was when he was to have a fight with Damon Hill at Spa? I think that was David Coulthard that one. Coulthard, sorry, Coulthard. Yeah. yeah. Okay, went to went to knock knock him out, but Coulthard was massive. Was massive. I'm, no, not even that. Not even that. He would break his uh, hand on his chin. <laughs> yeah, he's got a massive chin. It's like a bump. He's, like, he's basically Stan Smith in real life. <laughs> um, but you can't deny that Schumacher is a goat. I mean, if he, I mean, he broke Fangio's record. He had probably the most dominant dominant streak with Ferrari I mean that car it was him Ross Braun and Jean Todd they were just mm. phenomenal together and then, Ferrari have never got their act together properly since have they I mean no. even now even now they've they appointed a new um, team principal and they're still a shambles they are the, I mean they are I, I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine about Formula 1 now, uh, now 
I think this is a very fair comparison. Would you say Ferrari in terms of football, Ferrari on Manchester United? They pretty much could be, actually. That's a great comparison, that. 100%. Mm. I mean, you look at it. They, they, they were they were the most dominant team. They are, I mean, still the most dominant team of all time in terms of race wins and constructors and world champions and all that. And yet, it's still like they they yearn for past glories as mm. big as they can. And it's yeah, and just can't seem to get it right. <laughs> no, I mean they they pump money, they change managers, they change drivers, change you know and all that, and it just doesn't doesn't work for them because let's be honest. Charles Leclerc should have won last year's world title. He probably should have done, but all their fucking around was... Tra- I mean, sometimes I, I I don't even think they've got a strategy half the time. And they just seem to be making it up as they go along. I'm, I'm convinced of it. It's like, what can we do? It's like, what you could have here for a Grand Prix is a Ferrari bingo card of what they're <laughs> going to do. They're going to do something silly. You go, what are they going to do today? Are they going to forget tyres? Are they going to forget to turn up? Are they going to put in the driver where he doesn't need to be pulled in? And you just tick it off, and you you would win many, many, many pennies if you did that about Ferrari. But Charles is on course to win a world championship, and he's stuck behind Science. But we won't tell Science to let him pass. No, not at all. And also, what we won't do is. You know, the weather's changing, but what we won't bring Leclerc in to change his tyres. We'll keep him out so he spins and fucks up, and then we'll bring him in after. Or what we'll, we'll do is we hmm. won't tell him that the brakes don't work, let him drive around and crash into a wall. Or let's fuck him up in uh, Monaco with his electrics. Is there That's something it. in um, Vettel's... Vettel's last season in Ferrari, where he was actually making the calls for bots and what tyres to buy because he he couldn't trust the team to get it right. <laughs> I do think Leclerc. I do think Leclerc's disillusioned now with Ferrari. He just looks like he, he just looks. He just looks pissed off constantly. He just looks sad, doesn't he? He does, he does, and it's a shame because Leclerc. I, I really like Charles Leclerc, and I do think I do, I do. You put Leclerc in the same car as Verstappen. And Verstappen does not beat Leclerc. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens towards the end of the season. Like, who's going to be Red Bull's next driver? Like, you, if you, from a team's point of view, you'd want the two best drivers in, in the car. Yeah, you would. You would. But so let's go back to this. So you're looking at it now. Um, Michael Schumacher goated. We move on to Damon Hill, 1996 world champion with Williams. Um, he won. Eight of the races that season. Of course, there were 16 races. He won it on the last day, the last race. Um, of course, the first father-son duo to win a world title was him and his dad, Graham. Um, Anthony, where would you rank Gray, uh, Damon Hill? I think I had him like, in there, to be honest. I, I, I never actually rated Damon Hill as a driver. Like He debuted into F1 quite a lot. I think he, I think he was like, like the middle, mid-30s when he... Um, I think when he debuted. Um, yeah, he got he got into it pretty late, yeah. Yeah. Twenty two wins to be fair, but um if I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't remember seeing any of Damon Hill. All I remember is that quote uh, that Murawaka did when he won his um when he won the world title in Suzuka. When he's got a lump in his throat. Like, I don't yeah, I'd pro- and plus as a pundit, he's really boring, isn't he? Oh he is. Oh he, he depresses me. 
Like I'd, I said, I'd rather support the wrestler than Damon Hill. He's like the Danny Murphy of... Or the Michael Owen. Yeah. Jermaine, Genus, Jermaine Genus. It's a very good name. We could probably know about tennis, wouldn't he? A football one is that shine. Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, no, I, I agree with you. I'd I, I put Damon Hill in meh. I, I just... Yeah. I think I'd have to, although, you know, taking my rose-tinted glasses off, because I was a fan of his back in the day, and obviously I can probably remember him a bit better than you guys, and he was he was quite a good driver, in all fairness, but, yeah, he's he's not upper echelons, and he, because he started off quite a pat, I think he started off quite patchy, and um, Frank Williams had already decided to to replace him before he won the World Championship that year, and he had to go to another team. I can't. Was it Arrows or it was, was it Arrows that that season? So he never got the he never really got the chance to back it up. And I'm not I'm not too convinced he, he would have anyway, to be honest. So Mayor nah. is probably probably right, but I can remember as a as a 16 year old, I was quite overjoyed to to see him finally win it. Nah, I, I, I put him in there. I just think he's... I mean, you look at it as well. The only thing... I mean, the, the memorable thing about Arrows is when he took he took the number one with him to Arrows, who mm. I think finished last in instructors like the, the year prior, and also the Hungarian Grand Prix, where he, uh, he qualified in pole. He was leading the race for a long time, and then his engine blew out. And that's all I remember. He came second in an arrow. So, oh, poor Damon. But we move on to his teammate in 96 and also the 97 world champion, uh, the first Canadian world champion, Jacques Villeneuve. Um, seven wins. Uh, won it in the last uh, race of the 17. Got 10 pole positions that year. Uh, Anthony, I'll start with you. Where would you put Jacques Villeneuve? Jacques Villeneuve can get in the bin. He, like, he, I just did not rate him as a driver at all. He won in a very dominant car. Like I think in 97, Ferrari was an awful, awful car. And I think Schumacher took it to the last race uh, in, in his title winning season. And to be fair, he's world champion. All, all it's remembered for is Schumacher trying to take him out in the, in the last race at Jerez. So for me, for me, he's in the bin. In very strong opinions, Carl. Yeah, I just, I just, and I just, I'd really dislike him as well. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't really argue with Anthony too much on this one. I've never a, a, a huge fan of fan of his. He only won the one, and it wasn't quite as just Anthony put it out, uh, quite a dominant, dominant car. Yeah, and also he, I think he's a driver that believed his own hype a bit too mm. much. He thought mm. so yeah, arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, he, I mean, he went to BAR, did nothing. Went to Honda, did nothing. Went to Renault in that Renault car that was dominant, and did nothing. And eventually, they everyone just gave up on him and just went, "Well, oh, you can bugger off." And he just deserves to be in the bin for that horrible die job alone, to be honest. And also, do you know? Do you know he's brought out a music album as well? <laughs> oh, stop it! Yeah, Jack Villeneuve has an album. So, I nearly spat out my water, man. <laughs> Jacques Villeneuve has a—he brought out an album, and he's—he's he's a very weird dude. So yeah, he's in the bin. Uh, right, we move on now to the 1998-1999 world champion, Mika Hakkinen. Um, 
Schumacher called Mika Hakkinen his best mm. rival. Uh, Hakkinen won eight races in his first uh, title winning season, won five in his second, both in the McLaren. <laughs> um, Carlos Tottenham, where would you put Mika Hakkinen? Uh, I think he was a very good driver. I was a big fan of his. Uh, I, I don't think you can quite put him in goated, but top end of good, definitely. Uh, Anthony? Yeah, I've got him in good. Um, like I think 1998 was my first proper season watching F1. And to be fair, the, I loved that uh, McLaren library. And the black and, yeah, it was beautiful, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And it was a obviously I know he's Scandinavian, but he was a fairly cool character as well. Hackman, he was never flustered on the on the track. And what I really liked about him is was his driving style was so smooth. Yeah, I mean, as a, he, yeah, it was a joy to watch. He was. I mean, you look, he came, he came in what ninety four to McLaren when they, they had that horrible Peugeot engine, and he yeah. did well with that. And then they stuck with him because. I think there was talks they were going to drop him, and then in fact, thankfully they didn't, and they got two world titles out of him. And he made David Coulthard his bitch. So mm. yeah, I think yeah, I, I think yeah. good, good. Uh, I agree with you both. Um, now we move on to my favourite Formula One driver of all time. But no, not favourite. My favourite, not my favourite of all time. I hate to put this. My favourite of modern times, uh, Mr. Fernando Alonso. Uh, broke the Ferrari stranglehold of the world titles in uh, 2005 and 2006. And the the, uh, the young age of 24, he was the youngest world champion at that point as well, and the youngest double world champion, a record uh, that was shattered by uh, Sebastian Vettel by one year. Um, <laughs> he won in that, that Renault car that was just, I think for me, probably my favourite Formula 1 car. Um, the RB25 and the RB26 won seven races both years. Won them. I, I, I've I've got to put Fernando Alonso and goated uh, for that. Uh, Carl, where would you put Mr. Alonso? He, he is seriously good, and I was a bit. Well, still, I'm a big fan of him, and the fact he's still doing it uh, the same. Uh, I think he's about my age. Is is he? Is he 43, 42, something like what? that? Well, he was just a tiny bit younger than me, but the fact he's still going strong in his 40s, he's still competitive when when the car's up to task. Um, it's a shame he never won anymore. I think he he possibly could have for Ferrari. I don't know. Or Michael yes. Vettel. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd have him at the top end of good, not quite goated, but I'm not going to argue because that's where Anthony thinks he should be as well. To be fair, I had him at the top of God, because um, yeah, uh, I think I think the both the world championships he won. I think he won them in the inferior car, because I think like in two thousand and five, the, the McLaren was a really dominant car, but it just it was constantly retiring races, engine problems, suspension problems, and then I think in two thousand and six, Schumacher came back with a brilliant Ferrari, a Ferrari car, um, but yeah, Alonso was. Just held on, held on with both of the uh, championship. He's a he's a great driver, <clears throat> and also you've got to take into consideration that he's from a country that's dominated by MotoGP and rally mm. rally rally racing. Yeah. So he's probably turned F1 into like the leading motorsport in that, in Spain. But yeah, he's I'm just I'm just so glad to see him doing well with Aston Martin now. Seeing him seeing him yeah. 
competing for podiums and everything. Because everyone laughed at oh, uh, ha he's had Aston Martin this shit, and he's just got we got in with all the experience he's had, and he's just took it to another level. And Alpine are struggling massively without him, and you know that's no disrespect to Ocon or Gasly. It's just those two are nowhere yeah. near the level of Fernando Alonso. Yeah, yeah, and they're not in this league. And also, yeah, without Alonso, Ocon would never have won that uh, Hungarian Grand Prix. No, definitely uh, not. And uh, you got you got the feeling also. Um, couple of seasons with Ferrari, I mean that Ferrari was not a good car, yet he was getting that absolute maximum out of that car at all times wasn't he? That 2012 season, that Ferrari was dog shit mm. and he somehow took it to the last day and he won what the, the European Grand Prix for 14th she came all the way for 14th and won it he, he took a car that was shite and he nearly beat a dominant Red Bull. I think he lost the World Championship by three points or something like that in Brazil. And he got that famous picture of him just standing there in the rain, just looking, oh, for fuck's sake. So, but no, I, 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 I've put him in good. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to... I, I, I will maybe do something at the end. But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, Reese. Just another point, though. If I'm being honest, the only one negative about Alonso is... If I'm being honest, he did shaft Lewis Hamilton out of a debut-winning championship, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did something himself as well because he um, he sort of helped whistle blow on all that malarkey with um, the McLaren copying the Ferrari and he made threats to Ron Dennis and stuff because he was seeing his ass because he was getting beat by the young prodigy. Yeah, yeah, and also he he claimed to have no no knowledge of what happened in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, that's you can smell yeah. that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also he's allegedly banging Taylor Swift as well. So who yeah. is Alonso? Apparently, yeah. Fair play to me. Uh, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I'd rather allegedly do what Lewis. Right, we move on to the 2007 world champion, Kimi Raikkonen, the last world champion for Ferrari. Um, he won it in a dramatic fashion on the last day, uh, as, as uh, Anthony said. Um, Lewis Hamilton should have won that world championship that year. Kimi Raikkonen came out of nowhere. And won it by single point on the last day ahead of Alonso and Hamilton. Um, where do we rank Kimmy? I think Kimmy's a really weird, weird one to rank. Yeah, I, I love him, especially you know, for his interviews and some of his comments on the on the radio. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Look, just shut up and leave me, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, uh, the best one is what they said about Pele. Oh, Pele was given the trophy. Where were you? I was having a shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when he retired from the Monaco Grand Prix and didn't go back to the garage but went to his boat yeah apparently one one time when the race was stopped he he instead of like waiting where everyone else does he went he went back to the um, the sort of um, McLaren's compound and uh, Ferrari were at Ferrari compound and like Got a lot of ice cream and started eating ice cream, <laughs> even though he's going to be, you know, back racing again shortly. 
there was what um, there was one time as well for, uh, they they were looking for him. I think it was like forty minutes before the race. They were trying to find him, and he was asleep under a table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they couldn't find the fade of asleep. I think and uh, he gets off. I think he wins the race. He goes back to sleep afterwards. And then um, the, my, one, my my favourite one is when he's shamed for his steering wheel and gloves. <laughs> yeah. In um, yeah. Uh, gloves and steering wheel. Give it to me now, now. <laughs> But he, oh. he he did need a lot of things to go his way to to win the world championship on that last day. I mean, I I was um, on holiday in in Prague at that time, and and the race was happening um, with my flight back. So I when we landed, as soon as I could get my phone going, I was looking up who won, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was expecting Hamilton to be confirmed as winner because I was a really big Hamilton fan at that point. And I was quite, yeah, I was devastated and shocked that Rackinger had somehow pulled it out of the bag. It yeah. So unlike, it was so unlikely. Everything, pretty much everything, had to go his way in that race to to get it. I actually said though he should have been a multiple time world champion across that McLaren mm. 2000, I think three as well. He could probably could have won it in 2003. Yeah. But it was a bit too laid back for his own good at times, wasn't he? I mean, you look at that when he, he he could have said to them, I think it was at the Nürburgring, when he could have said, look, my tyre's coming off, I'm coming again. But he didn't, he stayed out. He knew full well that his tyre was close to blowing up. Mm. And then he blew on him. So a bit indecisive was that. But no, I, I'm going to put Kimmy. This hurts me. But I'm going to put Kimmy in meh. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Rich, yeah. 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 Top top end top end of Matt. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was a yeah, it was a deserving world champion. Like I say, you should have you should have won in that McLaren, but when he did win it, it was it was it was so lucky. And it was. But yeah, the best thing about him was his cold, no nonsense personality. Mm. He was just as a fan, it was hilarious. That's the thing. He, as a as a as a driver and also as a personality, he would be goated. He would be. But it's just he's where uh, ranking at Formula One and also like legacy in F1. Granted, he had a long career, but he didn't really challenge for anything ever again. So he's he going to go in there. Now we're on to the GOAT, Mr. Lewis Hamilton, seven time world champion, won it in 2008 in the McLaren, and then won it in 2014, 15, 17, 18, 19, and 2020 in the Mercedes. Um, I, I, Anthony, I'm going to start with you with with Lewis Hamilton. Well, he's in he's in the gold category, and let's be honest, but he should be a, he should be a nine time world champion. There's just yes, yeah, 2007 he should have won it, and obviously 2021 he should have won it. But yeah, he's just he's he's just a fun he's a phenomenal driver. <clears throat> he's a bit of a whingy ass, but you can't deny. The, Everything he does on that track, like I think, um, oh, the, the, I think, yeah, I think, I think this is his 17th season, and I think, I think this is he's, there's only been three seasons where he's been beaten by his teammate. Just goes to show how good he is as a as a racing driver. Yeah, I mean, you look at the records he's got: most wins, most pole positions. I think he's got most podiums as well, most points yeah. scored, um, most constructors championships with one team. Arguably should be a nine-time world champion. Uh, yeah, he fuck, should be. Fuck you, Michael Massey, you prick. <laughs> uh, he, for me, he's, I think he's probably on par with Senna in terms of goatness. Yeah. It's just, I, I will say as well, I think was it, I think the 2020 uh, Mercedes, 
is probably the greatest ever Formula One car as well. It will probably it will be surpassed by this Red Bull. But that twenty twenty Mercedes is just something else. The Black Arrow. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, that library was beautiful, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Mm. Well what's what what what's your take on Lewis Hamilton? Mate, I think he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest driver of all time. He just he just lets himself down by a lot of whinging on the on the radio and he doesn't always come across as the most relatable person. Um you know, when you hear him in interviews and you know, the the just his general demeanour and attitude. But um he has the top shagger to be fair, so yeah, I've got to give him points. <laughs> yeah, I've got to give him points for that. Um oh. but uh oh, ca- ca- category now. It's top shagger now. It's not going to his top shagger. <laughs> I do, I do think part of the problem with his attitude is he never really spent time in a in a lower ended car. I mean, he has come out and blue me. I have driven shit cars. No, you you've driven shit cars for a good team. It's just different from driving an actual shit car for a team like Haas or Saber or something. May that maybe humbled him a bit more if he hadn't gone straight into a, a winning car because I do think he comes across as a bit entitled at, at times. There's been races where he's he's almost given up because he wasn't winning and then after a round of pit stops all of a sudden he's found himself in a better position and he's woken up and decided to start trying again and even and even Toto Wolff in the race the other day seems to have enough of him because he said look I know the car's shit but you just got to keep on driving it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine going to Steiner putting up in Lewis Hamilton's whinging sometimes? Oh. I mean, if he cut <laughs> back on, if he cut back on all that, I'd probably love it because I, I loved him when he first burst onto the scene. But it, it's just, you know, I find it difficult to like somebody who whinges a lot and Verstappen sort of rubbing me, sort of me the same way. He seems to whinge over every little thing these days as well. Oh, I hate that person. Um, fuck you. Right, so Lewis Hamilton's in goated. Um, we move on now to, I, I think, Tony, you said your best, your favourite driver in Jensen Button. Um, so oh, I'll come, yeah, yeah. I'll come to you first. Where would you put Jensen Button as the 2009 World Champion course in that broad car that came out of nowhere, won, what, the opening nine races? Did get found out a little bit because of the lack of development of Red Bull and... Mercedes, the sort of Red Bull, McLaren, and Ferrari able to like catch up. Even Force India did well with that season. They caught up and everything like that. But uh, where would you rank Jensen Button? Anthony, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, trying. You know, it was really trying to put to say because I've put him at the bottom of good, but if I'm being honest, it should really be in meh as a driver because it was just in that absolutely that brown car. At the start of the season, I can't. What year was it? Two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love, just loved his uh, his attitude and when you when you had those change dry, the the weather conditions when they were changing from like wet to dry, it was nobody could touch him. No, they couldn't. Be. Look, look at Canada, twenty eleven so, Canada. Yeah. yeah, that was an amazing. That was an amazing drive. When Bethel I cheered yeah. so so loud. <laughs> oh, same, same. Because I think at that point everyone was sick of Sebastian Vettel as well. 
Was it that race? There was a race where it started raining and everyone came in for intermediates and they asked Button, do you want to come oh, in great. to change your tyres? And he said, no, it's nowhere near, yeah. nowhere near time to, to go yeah, into Egypt. Yeah. That, that was Hungary 2012. I think he did that. And he was still faster than everybody else. And, and also as well, let's put it out there, he's one of the three people that beat Lewis Hamilton over a season. Mm. But the season he won it is such a difficult one to call because, as you say, he very nearly didn't have a drive. Then Ross Braun and some people managed to fumble and put the Braun team together. No one expected anything of of that car, but it, for the, as you say, the first nine races, it was the fastest car on the grid. And even though that did come out of nowhere, he did ha- he did have to drive his heart out in Brazil to to you know to finish high yeah. enough to eventually win the world championship. So you know he did he, you know he had to fight and claw for that world title in the end. So I do think he deserved it. But it is, is he hard. Wrong? Sorry, is he wrong or wanted Rubens to win it? No, not really. He, he you know he'd been around a long time. He he was a good driver. I felt sorry for Rubens over the years with, with Ferrari because he's, he was always a number two driver, weren't he? Mm. He was, he was I think he's. I've, I think Button has got to be bottom good or top end of mare. Because I am. He's one of my favourite drivers. He, you know, great personality, another top shagger. So you know, what can you do? <laughs> so where 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 are we putting Jensen? Are we putting him in, in good? Well, where, where 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 do you want to put him? Race, you've got to see what you think. Just because of the the, the fairy tale of Braun. I've got to it's in good. And also the fact is that he, uh, uh, his dad got to see him win a world title. Mm. I mean, tragically, John passed away, John, he passed away a couple of years later, but he got to see his kid win a, win a world title. And and also the fact that Jensen was able to beat Lewis Hamilton over a season. So I, I, know, I know it was in the McLaren and mm. but that's still a big undertaking. Um, and, and even Hamilton has said he, he learned a lot from... From Jensen, because Jensen always knew how to manage his tyres, and that was something Hamilton always struggled with up until um, driving with Jensen. And he sort of learned how to drive a bit more smoothly. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he has said that himself somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable with tyre management. Yeah, I don't know a driver who could get the mm. best out of tyres other than Button. He was. Yeah, I agree. No, no right. level with that. We have three world champions left of this ranking, so we're going to get cracking with the 2010, 11, 12, and 13 world champion, uh, Mr. Sebastian Vettel. Now, I hated Sebastian Vettel. I did at the time. I really did. So did I. I hated him with a passion because it was just... Oh, I'm gonna win, so I'm gonna put my finger. I'm gonna wag my finger. Yeah, that, that finger in the air thing used to rub the me. Finger up. point. Oh, it, it. But the thing is, though, when he won nine races in a row, a record that's not been beaten. It, I think he will get beaten. I think Max will beat him this year. But the fact that he won nine races in a row, he won the world title at a canter. He consistently beat his teammate, and I mean, granted, the came multi twenty one. However, I'm going to put this out there. Yeah, if if that was me, okay, Carlson. Okay, let's just say, yeah, all three of us at this point. If we, if our car is faster than our teammates, yeah, and we've been told to stay behind, but you know you're faster than your teammates, 
Are you going to listen to that? I, I ain't. I'm going to go no. with the race. You, you know they're not going to fire you because you're you're, yeah. you're you're the one bringing home the bacon. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean you shouldn't be told to stay behind. Um, if if you if he's not fast enough to keep you behind him, it's just tough shit, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's all right. So much as I love Mark Webber, but I do think he had the best car by far, and he was never able to do it in another car. He pretty much bottled it in Ferrari. He, he, I think he had a title at Ferrari, and he made a few stupid mistakes. Even admitted they were mistakes. Twenty seventeen should have won it. Yeah, he made. You know, he he crashed a couple of. You know, he crashed in that one race where, he, you know, his miles ahead. He had no. You know, there's no reason for for the crash. He he, he seemed to Arsenal it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, just he gra- gra- gravelled it then. In was it Germany? Wasn't it? Mm, he was so it, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was so the what? pressure of winning his home GP. I, I, I don't know, but. Um, it did start to rain though, and I think he, he just he just couldn't cope with the changing conditions. I think that didn't help it, and also, as you said though, the 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 pressure within your home Grand Prix and all that, and also the fact that everybody in that stand is wearing a Mercedes shirt and they mm. are cheer, they're cheering you when you crash. It must he must it affected him big time his confidence. Like I think he's admitted it as well, but then. He became probably the most beloved Formula One driver on the grid in the last few years. He mm. he is he is our picture for our group chat because he just become lovable. I don't know what Maybe. happened. I fell in love with Sebastian Bell. <laughs> um, it's like his hairline sort of disappeared and reappeared as well. So I'm assuming he must have got a weave done or, or, or something at some point. Uh, he went to Turkey. He went to Turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah, I can blame. Not that I can blame yeah, people. Yeah. If you've, you're losing your hair and you've got the money to to put it right, I'd probably do the same. Mm. But, but, but again, um, that's prob- yeah, that's probably the greatest ever comeback in F1. That. Whose hair had a better comeback? Was it Rob Holden or Sebastian Vell? <laughs> yeah, probably Holden on that one. That oh, Holden, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. I'd probably put him at the bottom end of goated because I mean four world championships is no mean feat but as I say he probably should have won a fifth and he, he did have the most superior car by a long long way so it's uh, it yeah. is tricky to put him up there with the likes of your Fanjos and your Hamiltons and, and what not but he's definitely a, definitely a class act yeah um, I'll, I'll put him in goated I, I agree with that I think I agree I think mean, agree I think there's levels. I think there's a Schumacher and Hamilton probably. Schumacher, Hamilton, Senna mm. are the top three, and then there's a, there's a there's a bit of a gap to Fangio, etc. But yeah, Vettel, Vettel's in goated for me, uh, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's probably towards the bottom of goated just because how stacked. Um, obviously some of the drivers are over the years, but yeah. Um, just going back to 2017 when he obviously grabbled it with Ferrari, I think it was also the pressure of trying to bring home a world championship for Ferrari as well because that would have that's just even more added pressure than mm. trying to win you trying to win your home race. Obviously we're trying to win a um a world championship with Ferrari and obviously what Schumacher did who was probably probably his hero 
um, getting into the sport. Also, can I just put this out there? I love him and Mick. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he's doing, he's what he is to Mick is what Michael was to him. Mm. When Michael was yeah. a And also, let's put this out there, Michael Schumacher in, in his last race in 2012 effectively gave Sebastian Vettel the world title. I mean, he, he, he stopped and the battle through, but then the fact that he screwed over Ferrari, which is hilarious. So <laughs> uh, we, we then move on to the 2016 world, world champion, uh, Nico Rosberg, um, the only man. <laughs> I, oh God, I, oh, I hate Nico Rosberg. Um, he won that world title because Lewis Hamilton's car was unreliable. Because... Hamilton won more races than him that year and got more podiums. Oh no, I think no, he, he won more. He won eleven races that season. Hamilton did, and Rosberg didn't have any DNFs. I think Hamilton had three, and also Rosberg took Hamilton out in. He tried to take him out in Austria, and then he tried to take, Yeah. He, all right, but this is the thing. Whose fault is Barcelona? Rosberg, hundred percent. I can't, I can't remember it, but it probably See, was no, Rosberg, uh, I'll agree. <laughs> no, that's it. It was the, um, just a jogging memory if I can. Remember Verstappen won the, his first race at Red Bull and the Mercedes, so they're coming down, they're, they're coming around turn three at Spain. A Hamilton's so much quicker than Rosberg. Rosberg oh, is is that the one where it was pretty much the first corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. my, my, my work colleague, massive Hamilton fan, he went... He went to that race in Spain with his dad and his brother to watch Hamilton. And I gave him so much tip when he came back. I was, oh, he went to see Hamilton and he didn't even make it around the first card. He goes, oh, no, I was devastated. Yeah. No, um, but... Yeah, yeah, no, that was Rosberg's. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was Rosberg's fault. Uh, yeah, it was a funny one. He, he, he was quite, as you say, he was quite lucky to to win it that season then he re- retired immediately after um so he's probably mad or forgettable isn't he ah uh, uh, see the thing is that you look at he retired because he said he couldn't do it anymore he said that beating hamilton was a, like a mental thing lewis battered him in th- lewis battered him in the two the, the two of the seasons prior and lewis did it at a canter he there was the roswell's nowhere near hamilton I still think if Hamilton didn't have the DNFs, Hamilton would have won it again. Um, so Hamilton would be a 10-time world champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it all went, I mean, you look at it. But, it, I mean, you know, he, uh, I'll, I'll, I will give his props to the fact he said that beating Lewis was mentally draining. And I imagine it would be because you know for well he's going to come keep coming at you and he's going to not mm. go down that fight and he, I love that Hamilton was a little bitch in Abu Dhabi by trying to slow down and bring Ricardo and everybody into it so they take it overtake him, but they got told speed up. He went, No, no, I'm not gonna speed <laughs> up. I'm losing the world championship. No. <laughs> but I'm gonna put Rosberg in meh. I I've I, yeah, he's meh. The fact is that he I really wish he did defend it. If he did defend it and he would it again, then yeah. 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 But the fact he just walked away and did nothing. So yeah, meh for me, uh, Anthony. I'd um, I'd put him in the bin. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's um such an overrated driver. He was fortunate to be in that car when he when he was. But like like you said, I probably would have put him in meh if he would have 
had the balls to defend his defend his title instead of retiring. Um, yeah. Because I think he was only just turned 30. It was like 30 or 31 when he retired. So he, had a, he was 31 when he won it. I mean, it's, it's just, it was just so petty, some of the stuff. Like, I can't remember what race it was, but when he was like, didn't he throw the second place hat to Hamilton? America. Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on, mate. You're not 12 years old. Just, I, think, I think that says the difference between Lewis Hamilton and Rosberg, the fact that, okay, there was a massive robbery. Yeah. But Hamilton didn't let it bother him as much as Rosberg did. Lewis just went, all right, then. you've got to be that way, we'll be that way. And, I'm, and Lewis is going to beat him nine times out of ten. I mean, not, that's no disrespect to Nico Rosberg, just Lewis Hamilton is a much yeah. better driver. You've got to, you know, and I've said, the, I know they've grown up with each other, obviously, racing for out like karting and everything but you've got to have respect like for example yeah. like what happened at the end of 2021 Hamilton yeah then Hamilton went over to to Verstappen to congratulate him but yeah he's just an arse Rosberg he is he is what well, I mean, we, we put him in, we put him in there but then as I said Anthony at the end you do have a do over um, we can't argue with you yeah. uh, but <laughs> now we move on to the 2021 and 2022 world champion um, Max Verstappen obviously with Red Bull won it at a canter last year absolutely just you know he, he wants it however 2021 probably goes down as the greatest season ever in Formula 1 history an absolute war between him and Lewis Hamilton um, and by the way I can just say Lewis Hamilton Brazil 2021 greatest drive I've, I've ever seen um, that he was just another man possessed that yeah. week that and he was brilliant. But Verstappen, 2021, most contentious Formula One world title uh, um, decided of all time. Um, I know Carl does it to piss me off because he knows it does <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved it as a spectacle because it, it was just something, unique, you know, it'll always be something unique about that season. And you sort of dream about, you know, a sort of one lap shootout for the for the world title. Of course, Lewis was um, fucked because Max was able to change his tyres. But you, Mercedes did know that he was going to be in trouble because Toto Wolf didn't make a call partway through the race saying, please, no safety car, Michael, which you can't say because if this, there's a bad accident, you can't not bring out a safety car because it might hamper Hamilton because they're, they're too scared to lose track position and bring him in for tyres. They, they did they did have opportunities to bring him in to change his tyres. He wouldn't have needed them that much. You know, if they were just a few laps older than um, Verstappen's, he, he probably still would have he still would have won. But the fact is he was on knackered tyres, so... He, yeah, he, he was completely fucked. So I think they do have to share a tiny bit of the blame, personally. But it wasn't right the way they they did restart it. But it was but it was box office. I mean, it's like it's almost like Vince Russo decided to come in and and book the last race of Formula <laughs> One. But no, I mean, you're looking as a neutral. If, you, if you're a neutral, but it wasn't fair. Watching... It wasn't fair. Oh, that's the thing. As a neutral, as a neutral, if you're watching Formula One. That's just amazing. Yeah, you know, spectacle, yes. However, as a fan of Formula One and as a fan of Lewis Hamilton, I I turned it off. I couldn't watch it. I think it was, it, it kind of taints 
Verstappen's winning the it world does, title. It does. I mean, I won't lie. I, I was, I've, I've mixed feelings because I was happy that someone else had finally won the title, but yeah. it, it did leave a bit of taste because of the way. Because I even, I even messaged you, Anthony, straight after, didn't I? Saying, well, that that card's done. I was fully expecting oh. it to be overturned at, at some point. He, he also messaged me, and I gave very blue language. <laughs> I was distraught. I was angry. I was hurt. I was. I. I. I, I genuinely thought it was bullshit. Like what had happened. I just thought, no, no, they haven't done that. Have they? They've not done that. Yeah, I. I was sitting when there. Yeah, I think that's all we put dis- in the chat. Was in bullshit. disbelief. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the fact that they released the the things that you saw that you release all the cars, you release none of the cars, and then that's that's the stand with it. But however, just to put some credit for Max the champion, he did win last year's very comfortably. I mean, granted, Leclerc did put up a fight, but if Ferrari wasn't a meme, then um, it could have done. They, they, they reckon it could have gone a lot further, but this season, uh, he's just been superior. I mean, the season. thing, the thing. The thing a lot of people do forget is he was all, you know, the seasons before he was already starting to take the challenge to Hamilton in a, you know, in a car that was way off what the Mercedes was. I do, I do think he's a very, very talented driver, Max Verstappen, despite the fact he, he can be a bit of a knob and he was lucky to win, in, very lucky to win in 2021. He, he, he's up there with some of the, one of the best drivers I've seen. Whether you know, like it or not, like it or not, purely for the fact of 2021, I'm putting him in meh. If he, if he, I mean, it will, I mean, you know, if we did this at the end of this season, I'd put him in good, but for the fact that 2021, um, you know, the way he won it, I mean, mm. I, again, if, if, okay, let, let's put some if the rolls on the other foot, if Lewis won that was his work, first world title, I would do the same with Lewis as well. If the roles were reverse, sort of thing, mm. you know, yeah, uh, it, it wouldn't stand. So, for me, just for that, he's met. However, let's be honest, it's going to change the season, it's going to be great, it's going to be good this year. So, that might meh. I mean, I'd put him in, I'd have to put him in good, but yeah, he's still in, he's still in the very early stages of his career. You, you don't know what's going to happen if he stays fit and healthy and he continues as long as the likes of Lewis oh, and that. And, stays in a good car he could win he, you know he, he could break all the records but if he decides to retire early then you, you just don't know do you or something unfortunate happens to him so it's hard it's hard to judge him so so early on to be fair yeah um so you've got to be good i've got to be meh uh anthony decided to vote with you i'm gonna have to stick him in good even with the controversy of 2021 for me i thought red bull was the better car in that year, it was obviously yeah. more, more reliable, but with the Saffron, he's a very Marmite character. Mm. He's um, like Lewis. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like Lewis Hamilton. That um, I think I think they're more similar in, in some ways than they'd like to admit. I mean, that's I mean that's why you don't see him crash with um, Leclerc like he did with Hamilton, because you know. Neither wanted to give in to the other, you know. Hamilton didn't want to be beaten by the the young pretender. Max was desperate to win it, and neither were willing to give an inch on the track, were they? Verstappen, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I, if I could, if I, you know, I don't know how Lewis Hamilton thinks, but Verstappen probably reminded Lewis of him when he was younger. Mm. Like, yeah. 
shit, I've got this to contend with, but you know, right and uh, so Verstappen's in good, and I can't really disagree. I, I, I know I'll put him in the bottom. If I had to go, he's on the top of May or he's bottom of good. However, boys, that is every Formula One world champion ranked. Um, we've done all of them. Well done. We stuck through it. By the way, if you're still here at the end of this, you go get a beer. Go, you deserve a beer. You know, tell your missus to do your tea because you deserve it. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. If you are listening to a podcast about Formula One World Champions, probably don't have a girlfriend. So just just have a wank or something like that. Um, <laughs> so, however, so these are the, this is the completed list. Um, we've got Farina in there, Fangio goated, Ascari goated, Mick Hawthorne uh, forgettable, Brabham goated, Phil Hill forgettable. Uh, Graham Hill, good. Jim Clark, goated. Surtees, Holm, forgettable. Jackie Stewart, goated. Jockerin, good. So Fittipaldi, uh, good. Louder, goated. James Hunt, meh. Andretti, meh. And then we've got the forgettable twins of Jody Schechter, Alan Jones. Nelson Piquet, good. Kiki Rosberg, bin. Prost, good. Senna, goated in capital letters. Mansell, good. Schumacher, goated. Damon Hill, meh. Villeneuve, bin. Hakkinen, Alonso, good. Räikkönen, meh. Lewis goated, Jensen Button good, Vettel goated, Rosberg meh, and Verstappen good. Now, boys, do you want to use your do overs? Anthony, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this one. Um, Rosberg, yeah, I'll de- yeah. yeah, I'll definitely use him. Yeah, yeah, get Rosberg in the bin. Cool, Rod Nicker, Rosberg is in the bin with his dad. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to call it the Rosberg corner now. Um, <laughs> So, Ron, Nick and Rosberg's in the bin. Of course, me and Carl can't disagree with you on that. Carl, do you want to use your do-over? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with, with where everybody is, so I don't see any reason to use it. Um, do I put Fernando Alonso in Goated? Um, yes, yes, I am. I'm using my thing. Fernando Alonso's in Goated. Fair enough. So, I can't really argue too they, much with that. There we are. That's the update list. Dicker Rosberg's in the bin and Fernando Alonso is goaded. Boys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me, you utter, utter rankers. Um, I cannot believe oh, it's nearly 11 o'clock. That has just, that has just flown by. It really has. He has. By the way, I, I, guys, I've been holding a pissing for the last hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've, I've been all right for a change. Normally, it's me on these podcasts that's spent half an hour dying for a pair. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, I've moved positions on my sofa about five times. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is, I can see my bathroom from the position I've, I've laid myself in. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through because I am a 28 year old man who doesn't have bladder problems. Um. So you can, I'll do the plugs. You can follow us at Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions. You can follow myself on Twitter at rsaws995. Uh, you can find uh, Rogue Opinions podcast on, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we can listen to other ranking uh, podcasts we've done. Of course, Nathan, Carl, and Scott did a detective ranking one. We did Star Wars. We have got some really interesting ones coming up. Um, one I'm really looking forward to is we're going to be ranking the characters from the great TV show The Boys. Which is going to be great. I will be. Um, so, Carl, do you want to do your plugs before we go? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Carlos underscore Fire80 on Instagram, Freds, and Twitter. I've uh, got, you can find me uh, podding with Scott, podding at Easy's. We talk about Secret Invasion. 
I also did a part um, with Sam Carmichael where we talked about Disney and uh, um, live action remakes that they seem intent on remaking all their classic cartoons for reasons. And that's about it at the moment. And Mr. Uh, I have popped your podcast and cherry. Do I need your plug, sir? Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at AFITS27 if you're into non-league football or if you think Tamina Snook is a queen. So, She's yeah. a queen. There you go. Oh, yeah. All hail Tamina Snooker. Hail. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, by the way, because we've done this now, Anthony, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to do a room 501 with me? Ah, uh, go on then. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah we did it. Right then, guys, thank you for listening. Um... You're a hero, as I said, for sticking through this. But until next time, guys, thank you. Thank you.